Dungeons and Daddies, not a BDSM podcast, is hitting the road this summer from May 31st through June 14th. We're doing part two of our U.S. live tour. Whoa. I came up with the name for this one. Yeah, it's yeah. called the Areas Tour. Very kind good. of similar. Dungeons you know? and Daddies, the Areas Tour, feet Taylor Swift. We're hitting the road again. Midwest and East Coast dates on sale. Tickets are available now. We're starting up in St. Paul, Minnesota. We're going to Milwaukee, Chicago, Indianapolis, Detroit, Pelham, Tennessee, Atlanta, New York, Philadelphia, and Boston. Wow. More info on our website, dungeonsanddaddies.com slash live. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Dungeons and Dice is brought to you this week by ExpressVPN. So we know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online, but here's something you might not know. Okay. You can use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Oh, we're that's allowed to talk right. about that? That's yes. That's all I use it for. Yeah, oh, that's, that's legal? Yeah. This, yes. Matt always talks big game about the UK office. I talk big game about it. And why is the UK office better than the US office? I mean, why? How is it not? You had a really elegant, I thought, uh, breakdown of exactly why you think it's better. <laughs> well, for a VPN, I would say the reason that you should use this VPN <laughs> to watch the UK office rather than logging onto whatever streaming platform has the dumb US office on it is that if you want a show that actually where a bunch of people actually act like they're on camera and have our, our real personalities instead of a bunch of like... I just want you all to know that as Matt's saying all of this, I'm looking right at the camera, camera. like Jim from the American <laughs> office being like, get a load of this guy, right? <laughs> if you haven't seen the UK office, go ahead, log into your VPN and go check it out. It's only 12 episodes plus a you know, Christmas special. ExpressVPN lets you control where you want sites to think you are located. Ooh, that's Ooh. fun. So you can choose from <laughs> over 100 different countries. I only ever think of this scene in GoldenEye where they're trying to find Boris and like his little Boris. things bouncing around all over the place and like the GoldenEye laser is going to get them. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. That's what a VPN is, in case you were wondering. Uh, but you can't use it to cheat on your wife. Your <laughs> wife will not think you're in a different location than you actually are. Also, so don't, don't even try to do it for that. Unless you're cheating on your wife with K-dramas. Use ExpressVPN to watch K-dramas off South Korean Netflix, or you could use Hulu, BBC iPlayer, anywhere you want it to be. You can be there. Hundreds of VPNs are out there, of course, but the reason we use ExpressVPN is because it's very fast. No buffering, no lag. You can stream in HD, no problem. Also works on all your devices, phones, media, consoles, smart TVs, and more. So watch what you want on the go or on the big screen. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, use our link right now, expressvpn.com slash dungeonsanddaddies, and you get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash dungeonsanddaddies. Expressvpn.com slash dungeonsanddaddies to learn more. Dungeons and Daddies is brought to you this week by Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. They don't poop themselves as much. <laughs> Speak oh. for yourself, yeah. Freddy. Oh, okay. I'm pooping myself right now. You're pooping right I'm now. I'm not even a kid anymore. Well, the other things are difficult, like conversations about their adult incontinence and also conversations <laughs> about money. Money. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money until they're actually in charge of it, and that's where Greenlight can help. And let's be Greenlight. honest, in 20 years, they're probably going to be using, like, bottle caps and <laughs> whatever else the, the, caps. the roaming wastelands require. 
there. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on kids spending and saving while kids and teens build money, confidence, and lifelong financial literacy skills. What they don't tell you is that literacy sometimes does mean spending a lot of money on Pokemon cards. Yeah. With the Greenlight app, kids learn how to save, invest, and spend wisely thanks to games that teach money skills in a fun, accessible way. That app also includes a chores feature where you can set up one-time or recurring chores, customize your family's needs, and reward kids with an allowance for a job well done. You think they're hitting the farm kids as much as they are hitting the city kids? You know what I mean? Like, milking the cow. Yeah. Getting Beth her adult diapers. (laughs) (laughs) What was your childhood chore that you had to do, Beth? I had to empty the dishwasher and also pick up dog poop. I didn't do the dishes. You got a dishwasher? I didn't have it. I did the dishes. Ah, you you folks. And weeded. Not smoke weed. That would have been a good chore. No, take to kids back in the day before there was such a thing called marijuana. Weeds, <laughs> weeds describe plants that lived in your garden that would kill other plants. So like that, I would have to get rid of them. I was the dishwasher in my family, but also I would wash the dishes and put them into the dishwasher because the Asian household will use the dishwasher on fully clean washed dishes. Mm. It's kind of a thing. Millions of parents and kids are learning about money on Greenlight. It's the easy, convenient way for parents to raise financially smart kids and families to navigate life together. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash dungeons that's greenlight.com slash dungeons to try greenlight for free greenlight.com slash dungeons dungeons and daddies is a rowdy horny violent podcast for grown-ups content warnings can be found in the episode description hey folks freddie here for this week we're taking a brief break from our regularly scheduled season two programming to bring you part one and a little bit of part two from a patreon exclusive miniseries dad then there were none a dad at the christie who dad it which is a murder mystery set on an airship featuring the daddy's cast along with special guests amanda shuckman riley rose critchlow and elise willems this is just one of many miniseries that we've done on our patreon our first was a prequel horror campaign called at the mountains of dadness that's hella cthulhu we had a star wars miniseries called all that jizz which is what they call jazz music and star wars and disney tried to say that that's not what they call jazz music but they're wrong we the fans decide that and guess what it's called jizz we also did a hysterical regency romance miniseries called sons and sons ability that somehow went even more unhinged than even we who are you know internet perverts had anticipated you can find all of those at patreon.com dungeons and dads where you can download them for a digital download fee or if you're a smarty pants you'll simply join the patreon at the five dollar tier and get all of those miniseries as well as hours upon hours of bonus content as part of your subscription Support the podcast directly, get ad-free episodes, patreon.com slash Dungeons and Dads. And oh, Beth, Beth has something to say. Thank you, Freddie. Um, well, I'm here with some tea, some hot goss, the lowdown. No, nobody's getting divorced. Nobody's pregnant. Um, but I am doing a one-woman show here in LA. That will be November 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Lyric Hyperion. Tiny little theater, so tickets going fast. Maybe you're like, Beth, what the frick are you doing a one-woman show about? Well, I will uh, pull up the little blurb here. Join Beth May as she takes you on a rip-roaring comedy adventure all about dot 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 killing herself. This autobiographical one-woman show puts you in the splash zone of death and delusion as Beth journeys through her struggle with bipolar disorder, but like in a funny way. Through the bizarre highs and perilous lows, Beth knits comedy and drama together to find the scariest thing of all, a future full of hope. So yeah, maybe you're like, wow, that sounds like it's not for me. 
go with God, live on, rock on with your bad self, that's totally fine. But if you're like, oh, that sounds tight, you can check out the link to tickets. I think it will be in the description for this episode. So if you click on that, you can get tickets. Again, this is November 10th, 11th, and 12th. It will be funny. I know it sounds like it's not going to be a funny thing at all, but I think it will be very funny, really fun. And um, I'm super proud and excited to be doing it. So hope to see you there. We're back to our usual schedule after this. So our next season two episode will be November 7th. And now, Dad, then there were none. A dad at the Christie who dad it. Welcome to Dad, then there were none. It sounds weird when I say it that way. Dad, then there were none. Okay. Welcome to Dad, then there were none. A dad at the Christie who dad it. A podcast that we're doing for you, for your enjoyment. It's a whodunit. Not for ours. Not for no, This is not for. This is. You better be thankful. So the year is 1935, and a blimp is about to lift off, and on that blimp will be a murder, and we are going to meet the murderer and the other non-murderers very quickly. <laughs> so it's just like Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Yeah. This is so so uh, there's a guy, and he's got a hotel, and uh, this girl, she steals money. She's not the main character. I mean, she seems like she's the main character. I roll to stop the murder. <laughs> All right. It was over really fast. So why don't we really quickly introduce the cast we have, because it's more than just the normal stupid daddy's cast that you've grown so tired of. It's new sexy guests that you've actually heard on other episodes of the podcast before, but like you'll be so happy to have them back. Hi, my name's Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a low start. You were a oh guest this God. whole time. It's Freddy. It's me. Freddy's here too, everybody. Hello, Amanda Shuckman from that other thing we did that was good. Yay! <laughs> I'm Riley Rose Critchlow. I've never been here before. But you have been on your own D&D podcast that is trying to <laughs> fucking chomp our audience. Seems like I know who's going to get murdered. <laughs> uh, I'm here from Real Housewives of Dungeons and Dragons and also Anime and Crimes Division. I'm Beth May, one of the sexiest Beth Mays to ever be on this podcast. I'm Will Campos. Some may say the sexiest Will Campos. Uh, There's another guy that was a councilman somewhere, but he got arrested for taking bribes. So uh, he's on my Google that searches. Is kind of sexy. He's sexy. sexy. He's unfortunately, sexy. he's sexier than me. <laughs> I'm Elise Willems. I've been known to give out a bribe here and there, <laughs> to a councilman, and uh, I have been on Dungeons and Daddies before. In really Erica Drippins. Erica Drippins. All right, drip, don't stop. <laughs> so we are using a bespoke, made-up system for this murder mystery. Uh, I don't know how long it'll last. My suspicion is that this will last for about three episodes. This is going to be a trilogy. And I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into it, and I will explain the rules as we go. It's like a tutorial in a video game. Yeah, I love it. So the first thing all of you need to do is jump over a waist high. (laughs) Oh, there's a a thing that falls The second thing you need to do is crouch under a head high barricade. (laughs) The lights of London flicker in the darkness of the eventide, the brisk wind bringing a chill to your face. You stand on a launch pad owned by Hales Airways, a blimp transportation company on its very last legs. The most comfortable and attractive blimps are generally filled with dozens upon dozens of guests, all of the upper crust, the creme de la creme. But on this midnight voyage from London to Greece, there are only ten passengers, two of which are NPCs and don't matter, and one of those will be soon dead anyway. Some of you are aboard the blimp already, and some of you are stepping aboard for the first time. Who would like to describe themselves and where they are first? Speaking into a dictaphone, which is a thing, I think, uh, brooding on the edge of the dock, you hear the steely-jawed voice say, Memorandum, United States... Postal Inspector's Service, Agent Straight and Arrow on the case. As I stare out at this brooding, mysterious night, I can think only of my mission and the way that I want to make sure it gets done for the good of the USPS itself. So much hangs in the balance tonight, and I'm so glad that I have my Colt 45 revolver with me, packed with ammunition, ready to dispense justice at a moment's notice 
for the greater good of the United States Postal Service. God bless America and the mail. Thank you for your service. <laughs> you just walk on with anything back then, huh? Yep. You know what I'm saying? The Lighters. TSA does not exist yet. Yeah. And even if they did, the Postal Service has jurisdiction over them. Dorothy Dot Brady, star of the silent picture, she stands at the dock looking out over the misty water, holding a script with torn, tattered pages in her hand, twisting it between her white gloves. Her scarf blows from her neck toward the horizon, and from her bag she pulls another scarf, ties it around her neck <laughs> to replace it. Dorothy's a little bit nervous. Uh, after a string of box office bombs, she's at risk of being dropped by her studio. Oh, no. This balloon may very well save her career. You'll see a tall, scruffy, ragged looking uh, guy. He's holding an adorable puppy um, trying to talk <laughs> what his kind way. Of puppy? It's an alopecus. Oh, <laughs> it's very important. Matt asked everyone how to pronounce that before we started recording. And he goes, uh, Look, I'm supposed to be on this plane. My name's Sledge Valet. That's right. Sledge Valet. Last name Valet, because I don't have a last name. That's just what I am. I was dropped off at a fire station when I was a kid with nothing but a blanket and a sledgehammer. That's how I got my name. Sledge. Middle name, Baby. <laughs> but don't call me that, because I'm not a baby anymore. Unless you want one right between your eyes. That's right. I hate with a sledgehammer. But I have to find one, because I don't carry sledgehammers anymore. I only carry this little pup, this beautiful little pupper named Asta. It's an alopecus. Wait, uh, named Asta? what? Asta. Asta. Like La Vista? He, like no, he, Asta. he's British. It's Asta. Like from the Thin Man. Yeah. It's the doctor from the Thin Man. Oh. Did he, he say look, that? This is me yeah. dog. He Asta. Says that from Asta the Thin Man. powers. Look, it's not my dog. I know I don't look rich. This is the dog of my masters, Mr. and Mrs. Downton Abbey. And I'll tell you what, mm -hmm. they just want this little Greek puppy because it's an alopecus, which is a rare Greek dog. And they want, <laughs> and they want this dog. They want this dog to taste the air and the ground from which it came. And I'm a dog walker. That's so, what I am. I'm so just a dog walker for rich people up in Sunderland. Before we started recording, Riley was like, I don't know how I'm going to get all my backstory out. That's how you do it. <laughs> like you, do you, do it. Do you just say it all. One after take, another. Take those notes back to housewives. So please <laughs> let me on this blimp. <laughs> you were welcomed on this blimp because you have a ticket. Oh, It was bought for you by Mr. and Mrs. Downton Abbey. It's actually a Downton Abbey, yeah, because they're Italian. A Downton Abbey, yeah. <laughs> yes. A Downton Abbey. This is so yeah. multicultural. Yeah. That's really fun. All right. Speaking of Culture. Belinda Nightingale is a imposing woman dressed sort of in the spirit of the grand dames of the 1920s, a lot of long flowing robes, an extremely tasteful and only slightly problematic turban who <laughs> arrives. Slightly, okay? It is. <laughs> Let's not pretend it's not. It is. <laughs> but only a little. Uh, <laughs> no longer the great beauty she was in her youth, but still a handsome woman. Of some stature, she is a vocal coach who has been sent by a movie studio to make sure that when she touches down on the other side, Dot Brady is ready to move gracefully and grandly onto the next stage of her career or disappear. Not in a murder way, just in a from the silver <laughs> way. Okay. Okay. So this is how I want to introduce myself because my character's rich. Okay. Uh, yeah. and, and so you, as you know, and hot, and hot, <laughs> and really cool. ding dong, okay. super smart, ding -dong. super smart. And okay, no, because no complaints. As you know, this is a holdover from this era. First class gets to board first. Right. So you think it's still first? true. Yeah. yeah Does still that true. even apply to blimps too? Why can't blimps have classes? <laughs> Which is what <laughs> Billy Millions would class? say. Class. That's right. The name of one of Karl Marx's less well-known works. There's a series of one. Billy Millions. Hey, it's me. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. You don't see Billy Millions. You just hear rumors. You hear whispers <laughs> because Billy Millions, as he'll you know no doubt get into 
is perhaps a distant Vanderbilt cousin. He has literally millions of dollars. And if you squint, you look back at the blue, you squint, you see a well-dressed three-piece suit guy waving at everyone. Well, but can we guy. hear him because of the coins shaking in his pockets? <laughs> no, no, no. You just, it's just the jingle. It's just, it's very, very metallic. But you can see a, a guy with a with a martini already enjoying himself in the, the, dining, in the car. dining car. But yeah. the first class section of the dining car. <laughs> a little is that table? a section that he's just established for himself and is like, this is where the first he class section is? Or it actually exists yeah. So you're just waving blimp. at us? It's a yeah, folding Billy, card Billy Millions is already boarded, but you get whispers and hints. Question, do blimps have cars? <laughs> yeah. Compartments. They have compartments. As a compartment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I bet. I bet. As I say, someday, pop, you and me, that's what we're going to be like. The guy in the window rich. flips you off. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> so does Matt's character then have to go below deck on the blimp, and if we hit the ground, he hits it first? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm with the luggage, actually. Yeah. They bought me a yeah. really cheap ticket. Yeah, They bought you yeah. a big actually, bag. Actually, they bought me the, they I got have you like one of those bag. tags. No, no, I have one of those <laughs> tags for luggage. That's what I have. Okay, would you rather not be in one of the sleeping cars than you want to be in a luggage car? Can I be? Yeah. There is a yeah. luggage car. Everybody just make sure to cross out Great. his name and write it into the Great. luggage car then. Excellent. So to explain, before we meet our intrepid detectives, who will meet each other for the first time on this blimp, uh, we are all actually looking at a little map that we will probably post to the Patreon. It's not super complicated. Just imagine a clock that's divided into six segments. Basically, this blimp is a circular map where each slice of the pie sort of connects to two adjoining slices. There are two sleeping cars, a dining car, a balcony car, a luggage car, and an engine room. And you're not going to have to worry too much about the specifics until they become obvious, but we are going to be referring to the map on occasion, so worry not. Now, without further ado... Let's meet our detectives who will, as per the rules of old classic Agatha Christie stories, will not be the killers. And you can trust whatever they say. Ooh. Yeah, you can. That's nice <laughs> for once. <laughs> there is a stoic figure outside the blimp getting ready to board emotionally, staring out <laughs> at the open water and a bridge and some smokestacks. There was a lot of like not good for the environment stuff going back mm -hmm. on yeah. 1935, <laughs> as I recall. His name is House M.D. <laughs> you spell that for me? H-A-U-S space E-M-D-E-E. -E. German? Perfect. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's American. Yes, he looks out at the water, and then his eyes catch what's in his hand. A piece of a notepad, if you will, a little scribble, nothing much. It looks to the naked eye... Like maybe a like a fish, but you think, hmm, it resembles the blimp in a way, doesn't it? Hmm, yes, it does. Curious. And before House's eyes flashed the departed dead face of his ex-partner, Wilson Phillips. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> House decides to board the blimp, and there's a person outside collecting tickets, and the person That's, Yeah, his name is Porter. And his name is Porter. Or, sorry, his name is Cole. He's Cole the Porter. He's na he named uh, Cole the Porter. Mm. And Cole asks, um, <laughs> Go for it. Hi, <laughs> hi, sir. How are you? And Hal says, I'll be asking the question. <laughs> Great. And Porter Cole once again realizes he needs to find a better job. 
and the final detective. Uh, yes, uh, off in the distance running to, she's late for the takeoff, <laughs> which you don't want, because once it's up there, you, you know, can't. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, so it's Barbara Boopsy, who <laughs> for most of her young adult life went by bootlegger Barb. She's Ooh, big in Prohibition, which, you know, is, since is no longer, so she's a little bit lost. She's well-dressed in like upper crust sort of latest fashions skirt suit situation, but looks really uncomfortable in it. Like that is not the type of thing she normally wears. Curly, frizzy, like red hair sticking out of a little hat, dragging a very, very heavy trunk behind her that like thunks and like dust kind of comes out of it as she's like hurrying to make this blimp. She comes running up. She's got big Coke bottle glasses and she notices entering the bridge just ahead of her. And she's, uh, uh, hello, uh, hi, uh, Barb Bar- Boopsy. So, so nice to meet Ooh. you. Uh, you might be familiar with my father, a famed detective, Bernard uh, Betty Boopsy. Boop. Yes. Oh, I'm close. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think that's my mother, maybe, that you're referring to. But uh, it's so, so, so nice to meet you. I just, I just wanted to introduce myself and say if there's anything you need, anything at all, I'm right here. You a cop? <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> you know, I, I never really got into the family business. It just, uh, my father said it didn't suit me very well. So um, I wasn't invited in like all of my brothers. But since I found myself sort of on hard times, he said maybe I could come. Boopsie, t- let me give you a tip, babe. <laughs> Why don't you talk less and ask more questions? <laughs> Oh, yeah, sure. No, absolutely. You're so right. It's like you, you really need to get to know people if you want them to like you. So uh, what's, what, what was your name again? Where are you going? Uh, where, where were you just? I Have said you been here before? I asked the questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. All right. So this murder mystery is going to follow the 10 rules of murder mysteries as written by Ronald Knox in the early part of the 20th century. I'm going to oh. very quickly recite them to you. Mm. And I apologize for number five. We know you, them, but t- remind you, you us. Do not have to write, <laughs> you do not have to write them down. They're just going to be easy things that are going to remove possibility space for you in terms of figuring out who the murder is. Number one, the criminal must be someone mentioned in the early part of the story, but must not be anyone whose thoughts the reader has been allowed to follow, huh. as in first-person perspective. Number two, all supernatural or preternatural agencies are ruled out as a matter of course. Number no three, werewolves. No werewolves. I throw my silver bullets off the <laughs> <laughs> Number three, not more than one secret room or passage is allowable. Number four, no hitherto undiscovered poisons may be used, nor any appliance, which will need a long scientific explanation at the I end. I do. I am carrying the big book of hitherto undiscovered poisons with me. Well, you can read it for fun. <laughs> As a reference manual, yeah, yeah. Number five, no Chinaman may figure into the story. Number six. <laughs> wait, that's a real rule. But, all right, Freddie. Well, okay, I guess I'll just record engineer this one. <laughs> wait. Damn. <laughs> I, I, I apologize in I'll tell you exactly why. It's because we were too good at fucking killing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the audience is like, too easy. The Chinaman, clearly. <laughs> Those masters of assassination. <laughs> Number six, no accident must ever help the detective, nor must he ever have an unaccountable intuition, which proves to be right. I mean, we're going to be rolling dice, so that will probably still happen. So the detective can't ever just get lucky. Just get lucky. Mm. Number seven, the detective must not himself commit the crime. Number eight, the detective must not light on any clues which are not instantly produced for the inspection of the reader. So that means we can't find anything and keep it to ourselves? Yes, which wouldn't even be possible in this structure, so don't worry. (laughs) Speak for yourself. Number nine, and I guess you get to decide who this is referring to, uh, detectives. The stupid friend of the detective, the Watson, must not conceal any thoughts which pass through his mind. His intelligence must be slightly, but very slightly below that of the average reader. (laughs) (laughs) It's you. It's obviously going to be you. This is an incredible list. This guy was a priest. <laughs> we can thumb wrestle for it. <laughs> I wonder who it's going to be. <laughs> Number 10 and final. 
Twin brothers and doubles generally must not appear unless we have been duly prepared for them. Or a prestige. Mm -hmm. Yes, no yeah. prestiging. Yeah. Can we all agree here? No prestige? All right. Yes, okay. all right. Twins what? on the table, everyone. Yeah. Who's, got a, who's got a hidden twin? Show us I now. was going to reveal that was actually the dog. It's a dog. <laughs> Two puppies? Yeah. My, my first question, is that a werewolf? No, what? can't be. Oh! I can plug it with a silver bullet if you want to make sure. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Dungeons and Dice is brought to you this week by Rocket Money. Listen, you have subscriptions that you forgot about. I guarantee you, you have subscriptions that you're paying for. You're paying for every month that you don't even use anymore. Or sometimes you sign up for something and you sign up for something and the, the day later you don't even realize it. Rocket Money can cancel those subscriptions for you in a single click. And they'll even help negotiate lower bills for you by up to 20%. You just submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you. Rocket Money, for those of you who don't know, personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. You can see all of your subscriptions in one place with one tap. If you see something you don't want, you just help cancel it just by tapping your fingers. And their dashboard shows you monthly spending compared to last month so you can see where your habits are, see how you're doing, see how the trend lines are going. They can help you create a custom budget and keep your spending on track. Rocket Money is over 5 million users and saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all the app's features. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com daddies. That's rocketmoney.com daddies, rocketmoney.com daddies. Dungeons and Daddies is brought to you this week by KiwiCo. It's time. Kiwico. It's summertime. You ever do outdoor stuff in the summer? I would ride bikes. No, I've never gone no, outside. What, I've never what, gone. What, well, uh, what not, in, not in Phoenix. Yeah. Did you bike ride when you were like out in the summer or would you just bake? So when I was in Tucson, when I was like bike riding age and yeah, we would just bake alive. The asphalt was so hot. And then by the time I was in Phoenix, I was in college, you know, who rides bikes? I do to get to class and yeah. to get to other places. And it was very hot. Yes. So okay. KiwiCo is inviting kids and kids at heart to enjoy their first ever summer adventure series. Ooh. Kids from two years old to teens can receive six hands-on science and art project kits over six weeks with enriching content and fun activities to accompany each project. They have something for everyone and they offer different topics for each age, whether your child wants to explore space Hell or learn yeah. about dinosaurs yes. or learn about how dinosaurs were killed by an object from oh space. I do have to say, looking at the KiwiCo website, there is a physics project for kids age five and up. That is pinball. Are you freaking kidding Yo, me? Look at this marble oh, roller coaster. KiwiCo encourages kids to get outside, explore, and to stay off their screens. Awesome projects from the Summer Adventure Series like the Bottle Rocket Kit, where you build an actual bottle rocket, but not the kind that you light with a lighter. Help to turn the outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. And, and Matt, as the parent in the room here. Yeah. Keeping your kid busy and creatively challenged. Constant struggle. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to avoid those screens. Then you got it. That's you gotta, the problem is that screens made them. Oh, my God. Really screens make it way. so easy, but you want to avoid those screens. So you got to come up with fun stuff to do, activities. Cool. And like, look, you got a whole range. But you know how like you think you're prepared and you've got like a whole list of things you're like these activities this is going to last until my kids in college. 
No. You were now them by like age no. four. Kiwi Co. Like, I already like, done all the marshmallows with no. toothpicks and all the all the like make your own water. But I've done all these things. Kiwi Co. doing that legwork for you, so you can spend quality time just tackling the projects together. It must be nice, Matt, to be able to do these and just be like, I don't have to think. I can just play with do it. it. Convenient and personalized. You'll receive either all your summer adventure crates at once or weekly for six weeks. Build the best summer ever with Kiwi Co. Get twenty percent off on your summer adventure series at KiwiCo.com/slash/summerdaddies. That's the best code we've gotten That's so really far. Good. That's really Twenty percent off your summer adventure at kiwi k-i-w-i-c-o dot com slash summer daddies one word summer daddies porter cole takes your luggage to the luggage car and ushers you all which ones of you are here anyway into the dining car in the dining car you see the most german man you've ever seen in your entire life drinking a big beer out of a glass boot the hitler no he's no. not the most german guy you've ever seen <laughs> he's austrian he's like the opposite. okay okay well that he is, was he is, okay. he is, valid question valid question he is <laughs> I think pleasant, I know who the murderer is okay. he is pleasantly rotund he is balding he has a monocle he has a haughty huge, attitude thick it's, mustache thick mustache he exudes a sense of like please don't talk to me and he is drinking a beer and he sees you all coming in and he stands to attention very quickly and nods and then sits back down as if to welcome you in, but then does not continue talking to you. Mm -hmm. Shortly after that, another man walks in, a man in a three-piece suit who carries himself with a great deal of arrogance. He is waving at you and he says, ah, welcome. I was waiting for you to get on board so we could take off finally. Dinner's about to be served. Uh, let's eat. And he sits down and Porter Cole is going to start fixing the food because he's the only guy who works here other than the, the captain on the bridge and the bridge hands and the people in the engine room. While you are in the bridge, if you would like to perform a scene or anything like that, because as the audience should know, each of you has some sort of goal that is not murder centric that you are trying to accomplish while on this blimp to make the mystery a little bit more confusing because you might be doing shady things for your own reason or it might be for the murder. So if there is something you want to do, people you want to meet, something you want to say before we get properly underway and somebody gets got, feel free. Well, but Linda strides immediately over to Dot and sort of tosses one of several scarves over her shoulder and says, <clears throat> Miss Brady. Uh, hello. Hello. Dot's keeping a very low profile on this blimp, and her voice is kind of low. Oh, do I know you? You will very soon. The studio has sent me to get you ready for your next role in the hope of saving your career as much as you can have a career in film. But that's neither here nor there. I want you to know that this is not going to be a pleasure cruise, miss. <laughs> this is going to be a working trip. I am going to retire to our cabins and make sure that we are supplied with a reasonable amount of salt water for gargling <laughs> and a lot of lobster pots of boiling water to act as humidifiers because they haven't really invented those yet. And you, my dear, are going to be a real star when I am done. Well, uh, that all sounds delictful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm quite interested in, in, in revitalizing my career. You know the transition from the silent films to the tackies has been quite difficult for me. How she goes in tackies? Uh, the nuns that, that raised me certainly didn't prepare me <laughs> for speaking in the midst of their vow of silence, and, uh, it's, uh, been... Quite a dreadful experience. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I'm also it's going so to good. get quite a lot of whiskey for <laughs> me. And I will see you later. Oh, God. Uh, make it uh, two glasses. Oh, what did you say your name was? Belinda Nightingale. Oh, Belinda, it is so <laughs> wonderful to meet you. I, I'm so grateful for your help. 
Yeah, okay. sure. Uh, yeah. Well, yes. Well, mm, yes. Whiskey. Mm. Delightful. Eat something. And she throws a different <laughs> scarf around her neck the other direction and heads off for our sleeping cars to really question her life choices. Go on night. And then, and then <laughs> <laughs> the dot catches herself. She, she says, I have, keep it to yourself, dot. Keep it to yourself. Oh my God. As the blimp takes off, Porter Cole serves dinner to all those guests who are remaining oh, in the dining excuse car. Excuse me. Can you just... So can you just put this in a bowl for my pup and maybe just two bowls would be nice. Just one for me and one for the dog. And can I get to the luggage room as soon as possible, if you don't mind? You, you wish to get to the luggage room? Uh, yes, I what? need to take my pup and my bag here. It's just this big, heavy bag. Nothing's in it. Just get to the luggage room as soon as possible. And I just feel safer in a you know a place that feels like a back alley, which is where I was raised. Well, uh, okay, that's a lot of information. Uh, <laughs> according to the uh, the rules of air transport, I must be the one to take your luggage to the luggage car. Well, you can come right with me. That's fine. Uh, you yes, you may join me as I take your things to the. Well, luggage I'll hold on to it as well. Uh, uh, go ahead and give me a roll. Sixteen. All right. So he goes. Uh, of course, it's. I'm not paid enough to argue this much. So yes, we <laughs> shall. We shall away, and he heads with you into the luggage car. Is there anything you'd like to do while you're in there, or you just want to drop the stuff off? I put the bowl down, and I go. Oh, Asta, enjoy that meal. It's been a while. We don't get meat this good this often. And I start also eating from the bowl next to my dog. Oh my god. <laughs> What's the dog's read on the situation? Oh, the dog's happy. The dog's <laughs> wagging his tail. <laughs> Porter Cole goes. So that's how it is in their family. And he walks away. <laughs> Excuse me. And I stand up. I go. What? Did you say? Uh, I said, oh, that's how it is in their family. I don't have a family. I've never, I've never had a family. It's just you and me, pup. And I go back to eating. He just maintains eye contact with you as he closes and the door behind him. Open mouth kiss your dog. No. I just love my dog. Straight and Arrow is going to approach House MD. Where is House right now? Staring wistfully out the window, but also staring at the note card in his hand. Mm. The one that looks like the blimp or maybe a fish. Interesting. <laughs> With a little bit of blood on it. So straight. A single tear rolling down. <laughs> Straighten is going to sidle up and light up a cigarette and say, how's MD? You think you can smoke in here? Can I? I think so. I, can... think, I think so. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think, gonna go I think you're all good. I think you're good to go. <laughs> well, well, well. Mr. House MD, I just want you to know I'm a, I'm a big fan of your work. <laughs> oh, and what work is that? I read your book, Criminal Forensic Investigation for the Average Gumshoe Detective, published by Random House last year. Bold uh, of you to assume I can write, but yes, I did. I did. I published a book. I thought your insights into the criminal mind were quite fascinating. We studied them a lot over at the, and I casually flash my badge, United States Postal Inspection Service. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Is that the female body inspection? <laughs> All right, Fritz, I'll cut it short. <laughs> I don't like you. You don't like me. We Postal Service guys don't have time for you two-bit gumshoes snooping around the place. And I just need you to know I'm on an official Postal Service inspection business. There's a German stamp counterfeiter by the name of the Dead Letter. And he's on this blimp somewhere. And I'm going to hunt him down. That's so you name. just stay out of my way, house. Well. Or we're going to have a problem. As it happens, I'm here on an investigation of my own. Really? Yes, my uh, partner. My partner, Wilson, he died. Tragically. Well, unless he died in a manila envelope and was sent to Cancun, then postal service business takes precedent, bucko. Is this not paper I'm holding? Is there a, I don't see a stamp on that paper. I don't see a signed, sealed, addressed envelope on that piece of paper. Do you not write letters on paper? If you want to write a letter and mail it, then you can do that. This is like his girl Friday. <laughs> My mother is Lady Liberty. 
And she works for the United States Postal Service. <laughs> maybe so, maybe so. I just want just you to know, know that I have a very tragic backstory. Okay, well, you're not the only one, pal. Okay, All bum. right, I think I begrudgingly respect you now. But watch <laughs> out, and don't get in my way. And if you see me asking any questions, whether try to suss out whether anyone's German. I'll be German, asking the questions. <laughs> I'll be asking the questions. Uh, sorry, I have a quick question. Please do. Who will be asking I'll the questions? <laughs> does have jurisdiction in the skies. Uh, God. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do the angels. God and God works for the United States Postal <laughs> Service. <laughs> the very German man hears this conversation. He sees the turn beat red and he stands up and goes, <clears throat> I say good day. And he walks away out of the dining car. And the sounds the- like that man had to do a poopy. <laughs> sounded like that man had to do a German poopy. And I go off to follow him to the bathroom. <laughs> Great. And I think both of you bump into, like, without even realizing, Billy, hey! And I go, hey, I'm walking here! <laughs> and my drink gets sloshed. I'd like another drink! Go take it up with the porter, rich boy. What are these? What, 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 what are they Listen, listen? you think because you're flashing your gums and you're a egg and butt. Uh, uh, what, I had it. Hold on. Hold on. Let me give you right. an answer. Go ahead. Listen, take listen, it you, again. You, just because you're flashing your gums and you're a, you're a butter and egg man, you can push the rest of us around. We don't go for that. Over here, the Postal Service, everyone pays 13 cents for their stamps where I'm from, mister. So take your three-piece suit and your million dollars smile and get out of my way. Will has a mm-hmm. website open called Dirty 30s, which is not what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> As a member of the Postal Service, you must be familiar with heights great such as these. Such great heights, if you will. (laughs) Billy Millions just scoffs and he runs his fucking hands through his perfect hair and he goes like, eggs and butter. Yeah, I haven't had eggs and butter for ages. We rich people don't have any of that shit. What do rich people have? Better eggs. Quail <laughs> eggs. Whale eggs? Ostrich <laughs> eggs from the deep dark Africa. <laughs> careful there. <laughs> There's nothing to be careful about. It's the 1930s. <laughs> Everyone on the boat kind of turns and looks. Like, what? What? We're not What's on a boat. We're on a blimp. <laughs> blimp. It's a ship. It's a ship. It's an airboat. Whale eggs. Cut all that. <laughs> and yak butter. From deep dark Tibet. <laughs> I, I have a butter time yakking with someone else, so oh, I'll bitch you can shit. But wait, are you German? No. Oh, God, not mm. of, of the Germanic, not the ones who started World War One. did mm. they? Yeah. Yes. I'll the be Kaiser, watching you, I have, Fritz. I have nothing to do with the And Kaiser. I walk away. Porter Cole approaches you, uh, Billy Millions. And I gesture for another drink. And he goes, yes, of course, sir. But did you want me to lock those rubies of yours up in the safe? Those, uh, your, yes. your, your jewelry, it seems yes, to be rather... Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, sh- you, you're going to need to hang on to, yes, the best safe you have. And then take that safe. Put it in another safe. You <laughs> we, we Double safe. We don't have multiple safes. That seems like an oversight on your part. I'll have a word with the captain. I'll, I'll come back. I will have a word with the captain. I'll come back for them later. I will have a word with the captain. <laughs> and I'm like right on your heels. <laughs> yeah, he's walking <laughs> the bridge. At that, the remaining guy in the three-piece suit, nobody's talked to him, so he just goes back to his sleeping car. The blimp is in the air. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. But you Woo. see through the windows, you see that you are heading towards a thundercloud, and you hear the voice of the captain through the loudspeaker who's on the bridge, which is basically a floor above all of you and all the spaces you'll probably spend most of the time in. How is it that we're on a bridge when there's no water, bub? Uh, <laughs> you hear Billy Millions just being like, I can't hear anything. Is this normal? <laughs> what? Because when you get higher up your ears, the pressure. Oh. oh. Yeah, because I would recommend chewing a good bit of Wrigley's gum, my friend. What? This is Captain Falcon up here in the, on the bridge, and I just wanted to give everybody a, a great how do you do for being on this, this maiden voyage of the... Oh, shit, I didn't even name the blimp. Well, you're on the blimp. <laughs> What's the name of the blimp? Quick, 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 team. 
Blimpies. <laughs> I'm so glad you're on Blimpies. Just to let you know, we're heading for a little bit of a rough patch in the sky. If the power goes out for a while, worry not. We've still got our boys working in the engine room. We've got three generators all around the ship keeping us powered. So the light show will only be for a little bit. And as he says that, lightning strikes. And all the, the lights go out. Uh, it doesn't hit the blimp. So the rules for this are going to be you are all in different parts of the cabin. Uh, I've given you little figurines so you can mark where you are in the blimp. Go ahead and mark where you think you start once the lights go out. Everybody can move two spaces and do one action or three spaces. You can spend that extra action on a move. Basically, a space is any connected part of the blimp. All the parts of the blimp are connected to each other. I'm looking now on the map and I forgot to put a door on the balcony. There is, should be a door there. So you should be able to go between the dining car and the balcony. That's my bad. Okay. The only doors that are locked are the ones to the engine room which you'll find out if for some reason you wanted to go there. What we are going to do is because if you are a murderer, I don't want you saying what you're doing aloud to anybody. You are going to discord me what you are going to do while the lights are out. And then if you are in the same room as somebody else, we will do a scene of it because somebody is witnessing you. We all tell you what we're doing. Yes, you are all going to discord, discord. me okay. what you are doing, where you move to, and then what you do while you're there. Except for... Except for the detectives. The detective, yeah. you can tell me right now, actually, while everybody's typing, what you intend to do when the power goes out. So take it away, detectives. I think that when Captain Falcon said, like, maiden voyage, House is like, Interesting. I saw men on this ship. <laughs> maiden voyage indeed. Something is afoot. I am going to go to the engine room. <laughs> uh, okay. So, and so I try to do that. Okay, so you go from the dining car to the luggage car where the door to the engine room is, and you're going to try to open the engine room door, and you find that it is locked. Even more suspicious. Barbara Boopsy has been in the dining car this whole time. She was kind of trying to strike up a conversation with somebody, but nobody really seemed to want to talk to her, so she's just been sitting at her own table going like, oh, as people like walk past her. <laughs> um, and then the, <laughs> the lights all go out, and she remembers that her dad told her to like watch out for anything suspicious, but it's like she's a pretty anxious person, so it's hard to really tell what's suspicious or what just like makes her anxious. So she's like second guessing herself a lot. The lights go out, like, is this a thing that my dad warned me about? Is it not? But she decides in the darkness to try and go into the kitchen because she would like to snoop in the larder. Which means that you are going to see, as you move through the kitchen, just barely through the dimness of the kitchen, you can see Dot moving from the sleeping car into the dining car. And you can't quite make out what she's doing, but you see her very notable, visually beautiful, audially horrific visage uh, walking through. I think Barb's going to try and be like, hey, but not really loud enough <laughs> as she goes by. Is someone there? Uh? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's me. Hi, uh, Barb Boopsie. Wow, it's pretty dark in here, huh? Oh, yes. Uh, I was just in, I was in my, my sleep car and, uh, oh, well, you know, my lungs, they're so sensitive. So I, I had to come back here to get my prescription cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just so happen to be in the kitchen. I assume you're just in a different room and we're yelling to each other. But little known fact, potatoes are actually a pretty a good medicinal. They've got medicinal properties. Um, so if you wanted to get off the cigarettes and try some potatoes, that's I would make that recommendation. <laughs> oh, well, that's quite wonderful to hear. I, I love a potato or a potato. No, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> in the luggage room, currently, both Sledge and House are in that room. So if there's anything you want to do, Sledge, you are woken up when House oh. comes in trying to open the door to the engine room. I was sleeping on top of my big piece of luggage and curled up next to Asta. Sledge. Uh, what's, what's the uh, dog story? 
What? It's a dog <laughs> from Greece. I'll be asking the questions. Oh, okay. Hey, who's a good boy? Oh, <laughs> Asa's a good boy. Asa's the best boy. Asa's the best boy I've ever had. Asa's such a good boy. Every day I look at Asa and I think it should just be me and this boy. Hmm. House writes down in his notebook, dog not answering, human answering for dog. <laughs> Suspicious question mark. What are you doing here? <laughs> well, my partner died. I'm on oh. the lookout for a new partner. That's right. Yeah, this is a crime-solving thing. And uh, you see, my uh, partner left a note. Did they mean a lot to you? This Not really. of yours, no? <laughs> no, but it, um, between you and me, mm-hmm. I asked the questions, he solved the crime. Oh. <laughs> So, uh, he was vital to my process, you see. (laughs) (laughs) So good. That's really funny. Okay, so everyone else, all the other players, are either with an NPC, which doesn't count, or completely alone. So, some things happen that you are not going to know about, and then the lights come up. And everything seems relatively chill until you hear, specifically, both... Detectives, you hear, coming from the adjoining sleeping car, the one that's between the both of you, Porter Cole scream. And he goes, Oh, dear Lord. Oh, no. What's happened here? Well, that to Barb really definitely seems like a red flag. Like, the lights <laughs> thing was borderline, but this seems not great, so she's going to rush on in there. Okay. You see the corpse of the man in the three-piece suit. He is dead. There's an empty suitcase next to him. We're in his room. His name was Jules Asner. You can see on his passport if you search for his passport, which I assume you would. He has been stabbed in the throat, and he is dead as a doornail. And again, there is a suitcase next to him that is empty and open. If the rest of you would like to come and see it, you may, but if you don't want to, that's also fine. Instinctively, as Barb lays eyes on this terrifying corpse, she just goes, Dad! <laughs> and Porter Paul goes, that's your dad? Oh, no, sorry. Um, It was, uh, oh, it's me. Dad's not here. You've got to do this on your own, Barb. Oh, God. And she's just pacing back and forth, like holding her head, just sort of outward monologuing. Straight and narrow action rolls into the room, 45 caliber, pistol drawn, and uh, sees the body on the ground and says, holy moly, oh, wow, whoa, there's a dead body here. I mean... Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Looks like a crime scene. We better lock this down. What do you think? Me? Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Portico says, how do I lock down the... Cr- do you want me to just lock the door with you inside? Or, or what should I well, do? Well, usually we'd shut down the mail right now at the mail at the Postal <laughs> Inspector Circus. So I'm going to go... I'll go secure the in-out box of the blimp mail. And I walk off. <laughs> Great. House is looking at the dog. I could talk to you all day. <laughs> Get more information out of you. So you, you heard the little... screaming. You stay there to talk to the no, dog. Let's just walk out with, with. Are we in the room? Or Everyone's we... in the room. Hey, I was talking to that oh, dog. Sorry. Come back here. Okay, I'll follow you then. <laughs> oh my God. Is that a dead body? I lean over. I go, I see a lot of dead bodies on the streets. That's definitely a dead body. <laughs> so yeah. you're something of a detective, detective as well. No, just <laughs> you live on the streets of Sunderland. You see these once or twice, but it doesn't mean my pup's called to see it. And I cover my puppy's eyes. And I go, come on, back to bed, little pup. And there's, I walk back to the luggage room. There's blood here. This man must have bled. Dot bursts in. She's got four cigarettes between each index <laughs> finger and middle finger in hand. Is something happening? I heard a commotion. Easy, gal. Easy. I'll be asking the questions. Does anybody know who this person was? So Porter Cole says, yes, he was He was Jules Asner. He was a jeweler. He, he asked for privacy in his room. And 
I, I don't know. He must have been murdered sometime after dinner or before. He was the one with the three-piece suit who left, but there was so much time between then and the lights going out. It could have been anyone. It doesn't matter if you were in the room with them when the lights went out. They could have done it before the lights went out, hypothetically. Was he the one with the rubies? <laughs> Sorry? Was he the one with the rubies? No, I believe that was someone else. Ah, uh, because rubies are red like blood. You think that that means something with the murder. He's right. But, yes. <laughs> What kind of and then Billy Millions leaning casually and hotly by the door <laughs> costs Porter. I'm so I'm trying so hard to do the New Yorker accent, but I keep losing it. Hold on, just channel hey. Eli Roth and Inglorious hey. Bastards. What kind of a rinky dink operation are you running here, pal? Uh, People get murdered left and moited left and right. Oh, there it is, moited. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. He goes, I, I, I'm, so, I'm so sorry, sir. I, of course, we'll refund your ticket immediately. Oh, this is the safety of the guests in question. <gasps> sorry is the safety of the guests, namely me. Am I No, 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 everything's, everything's totally fine. I'm sure this was a one-off murder. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much about it at all. Is there another blimp we could transfer to that doesn't have murder? Uh, I'm sure when we touch down in Greece, I can get you on a different blimp, but I'm afraid there's no blimp stations between here and the uh, I, launch pads. So, okay, a straight and arrow comes back into the room, ashen-faced, and says, ladies and gentlemen, I have bad news. There's no mail service on this blimp. We're completely cut off from the rest of civilization up here. My God, I mean, man. You're trying your letter like it's a cell phone. You're like, I'm getting nothing. Do like planes stop by? Are you so, you with the gun? Yes. I might need a little bit of muscle here because I don't trust all of yous. Well, unless you're a first-class piece of mail, I can't help you, sir. Interesting. <laughs> I am a first-class mail, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, um, yeah. detectives, is there anything you'd like to do with the body or people you would like to go question or? Mm. Yeah, I Interesting mean, that a murder happens because I'm here because of a murder. It's almost like murder follows me. Hmm. Barb's just sort of like nodding and looking at him while like dusting for fingerprints. <laughs> I think she's seen enough detecting in her home life okay. that she's gonna, yeah, she's gonna start like examining the wound and like looking around for knives that may have been kicked under something or footprints or- Hal says, hey, just because you're a woman doesn't mean you need to clean. You don't need to dust. <gasps> How progressive. <laughs> <laughs> and Billy Millions is like eyeing everybody, seeing the bison and blends like, I'm retiring to my room, and I better not see any of you following me. Did you me. say Nazi? <laughs> <laughs> Do those exist yet? Yes. Uh, the 30s, absolutely. Yeah. A young upstart named Herr Hitler was <laughs> shaking the tree over in Germany. Right, I just didn't know how long he was shaking for. He hated the mail. <laughs> I think I checked the dead guy's pockets. Okay. So the dead guy's pockets have his passport, all of his information, his ticket. You find a jeweler's loop, like a monocle, but kind of a monocular thing for examining stuff. And beyond that, he does have a note saying, I'll meet you in your quarters for the exchange. Oh. Hmm. Wait, what's Barb, the note say? Barb, read this. The God note says, I'll meet I you can. in the quarters for the exchange. <laughs> <laughs> it says, I'll meet you in your quarters for the exchange. Hmm. Hmm. Exchange of what? Uh, maybe he bought something that wasn't the right size. Uh, yes, maybe a return of some mm -hmm, sort. Mm -hmm. It's probably that. Um, what room was he staying in? Th this room, the one he's in. Oh. <laughs> Is there anything else in his pockets that maybe he was exchanging something for something else and he's got the exchange or he's got the return? A receipt. A receipt? No, he does not have a receipt <laughs> on him. You see an envelope, a manila envelope that is open and empty. Hmm. Does it have a stamp on an it? An envelope. <laughs> no stamp on it. <laughs> oh, okay, but I, I have jurisdiction stamp. over envelopes. Let me see that. <laughs> I, I examine the envelope. 
I got a 17. It smells like money. It smells like cash. Money. Does it smell like any particular type of currency? Does it smell like dollar bills? Does it smell like whatever German money is? Deutschmarks. Deutschmarks? If you had rolled a 20, I would tell you, but no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did I find anything in investigating for footsteps and or weapons in the vicinity? Oh, okay. That's interesting. Give me a roll. Can I ask two quick questions while the roll's happening? 11. Yes. I cross things out and drew a lot of arrows on my sheet. Uh-huh. Which sleeping car is this, this dead one. body in? That side. Yeah, okay. Jules Asner is on the then left side. Then definitely the people here can hear, like, someone running vocal skills in one of the sleeping cars over there. Because that's where Belinda's sleeping car is, and that's what she retired to do. You didn't stop doing vocal. You're just going, me, 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 me. So at this, at this oh, moment, everybody hears the, la, 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 la. Okay, cool. From the, from your car. It's a nice, like, mood music. That's what it sounds like. Me, 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 me. Go on. Me, 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 me. I got an 11. You got an 11. Okay, so with 11, I will tell you that you don't find a weapon. And your skills are not sexy enough that you can tell the footprints that are going on. Um, (laughs) But you can see a small hole that is in the entry wound that killed the person. You can see that that is the kind of wound that happened. So it was like a stab as opposed to a slash? Yes, it is a stab as opposed to a slash. Yes, you rang. You know a lot about small holes, don't you? I do. (laughs) We put mail in them. They, they're slots. They, we call close. them mail slots. Oh, I hate this. Yeah, that's a... Uh, no, go on. Sorry, excuse me? <laughs> Did someone uh, say slots? Dot does not know who Straighten is, but she can tell he has a command of the situation. <laughs> so she turns to him and says, please, sir, please, officer, I need my vocal coach. You need your vocal coach? Please. Well, I... Uh, all right, well, write it down and put it in an envelope <laughs> and give me her address and I'll make sure she gets it right away and she knows that you're safe. Don't worry. I won't let anything happened to you and I lock eyes with you intensely. Dot reaches into her nightgown and produces a little notepad and she kind of like makes a makeshift little envelope and produces that for... Stick it in my pocket. The next time we... Unfortunately, there's no mail on this blimp as I've already established. Now, I have something shocking to reveal to all of you. I believe this person may be the very dead letter that I was chasing on my postal service intrigue. You see, I've been hot on the trail of a German spy who's been stealing counterfeit post office stamps and all sorts of things. And I tracked him down to this very blimp, which is why I'm here. Did somebody say German? And that German guy <laughs> from the Looks like you're off the car. hook, Fritz. You were my next suspect. But I have every reason to suspect that this is the dead letter. Oh, lucky and, me. And he was bumped off probably due to his own suspicious intrigue. That's what I think. But how? We have no quarrel with the Germans. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> but don't you know there's a war coming? Oh. There's a dark tidings ahead and the country could be going to a very, very dark place very soon. I and we need to be ready. Me, you're telling me that this person was known as the dead letter? He's the, certainly dead now. Yes, there's no wonder. Yes. Well, I mean, Ironic, it sounds like you you know, nature it. has taken its course. It sounds like everything is where it should be. Barb grabs House's sleeve and like pulls him to the side and is like, how yeah. dare you talk <laughs> to me? House, <laughs> I, like, I just had a quick thought. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe this is wrong, but like he's calling him the dead letter and he's been calling him the dead letter before he died. Like maybe he was the only one that, that knew he was going to die. I, I don't know. Doesn't that seem like a little bit suspicious to you? Maybe I've just had a thought. He was calling him the dead letter Mm. before he died. (laughs) I'm thinking that's a little suspicious. Barb's totally satisfied with that. She's like, cool, great, great job. It's a a post office term. What do you know about it? I bet you've never mailed a letter in your life. Name name five postmaster generals right now. I'll name five letters even better. A, B, C, D, I got letters for you. F, U, C, K, Y, O, U, pal. They hadn't invented that by the 30s. (laughs) All right, so we are once again in daytime, so if there is anybody who'd like to do some scenes, especially the detectives, if there's anybody you want to question or anything like that, feel free. 
sandbox mode now. Do we just write to you what we're doing if we're in a different room? I mean, if you want to do it with somebody else, you say it aloud. If you want to do it alone, you write to me. Well. <laughs> very decisive typing. Tappity tickety tap. Who's still in the room? Who's still in the sleeping car with us? Right now, I believe it was just the two of you and Straight and Arrow. Okay. And the corpse. And Straight Cole Porter. Yes. Why? <laughs> Barb's like, you're doing great. Really good work. You know why someone would want to kill the dead letter? My guess would be that this nefarious criminal had all sorts of shady dealings going on, and it could be that there's another criminal of some sort right now on this very blimp that may have murdered the man. Could be. What? That uh, there is a criminal on this very blimp. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think what Detective House is maybe going to ask you is um, what kind of criminal do you think that would be? I'll ask the question. Yes, yeah, that's what he's going to A murdering kind of criminal. Okay, well. Read my mind. <laughs> you know, House, I'm starting to develop a begrudging respect for you. What do you say we combine investigations and investigate this shady crime together? Oh. I'll share my information if you share yours. We um, keep yeah, each other House abreast. House looks off into the distance, actually like looks right through Barb and is like, <laughs> well, I am on the lookout for a partner. Oh, really? I mean, you you guys seem just like really well suited. Uh, that's honestly, you should probably do this together. They've got to the be most. smart <laughs> and spunky and personable, mm. and they've got to have a touch of anxiety. Oh, and <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like I'm your man, House. <laughs> I spit in my hand and say, "Put I her spit there." On my hand, and I shake your hand. A single tear drops <laughs> down. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. All right, well, I'll go shake down the witnesses one more time, see if anyone noticed anything. You do whatever you're going to do. Use that genius crime brain of yours to solve the crime. House is like, Barb. Hey, Barb. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> Great ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, thank you. Honestly, <laughs> no one, the 30s. No one has ever really paid attention to Barb sexually. So she's like, oh, uh, very cool. <laughs> Dot goes and knocks on the door of her voice coach Belinda's room. Knock, knock. At least she said knock, knock, right? And she throws the door open. She's like, <laughs> yes, Dot. Uh, coach, there's been a, a murder on the ship. Murder. Murder. Better. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Already you're helping me so much. <laughs> <sighs> yes, Dot, you are upset. You want to put off your lessons. What, what? Well, I'm a little concerned. I mean, the studio's already nipping at my heels. They already want to can me. Can you imagine being connected to such a cream? What that will do? Can. Can. They want to can you. Can. I can imagine. Dungeons Dads is brought to you this week by Aura Frames. Are you looking for the perfect? Or are we? Or are we? Aura. We Aura. Aura Frames. Aura frames. If you got pictures of seals, I know where you should go. Crank them onto your aura frames and give it to your mom. There's a big scroll that you're like, I gotta take a picture of that. (laughs) (laughs) Aura frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames. You can put pictures of seals on there if you want. You can put pictures of Seal, the singer, on there if you want. They allow you to share and display. Put other like gross stuff on them for your goon room. It's true. It allows you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload. (laughs) Make a goon room your mom's comfortable walking into. 
via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame. Listen to this, Anthony, with preloaded photos and memories. There we Dude, go. Dude, I preloaded my Aura frame with pictures of Pitbull and Pitbulls. So sometimes I get Mr. Worldwide and sometimes... <laughs> <laughs> no matter just, what, you win. I'm just being silly. I have great photos on my Aura frames and I love it. It's so a there. great Mother's Day gift this year, Beth. You could give mom. I already did. I did it for last month. Yeah, I got one for my mom, too. Moms did. fucking love moms it. Love moms this love this shit. Moms love it. For Aura. From grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, and even the friends in your life, every mom loves an Aura That's like frame. a goon room that- for a mom is just photos of your kids. Name the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and select it Go as in one there of- and you see how long you can go without calling your kids. <laughs> 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 and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things, Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use the code DUNGEONS at checkout for your mom to save. Terms and conditions apply. Dungeons and Dice is brought to you this week by Haya. Oh, wow. I did not realize I was surrounded by some black belts in karate. It's not martial art, Beth. It's a pediatrician-approved superpower chewable vitamin. Most of the time when you talk about children's vitamins, it's just candy. It's just gummy bears. I don't tell oh. my mom. That was my whole trick as a little kid. Was it? Yeah, I'd be like, mm, I'm, I want some vitamins, mom. But really, I just wanted that sweet, sugary goodness. Oh, I thought you were going to say you replaced your vitamins with gummy bears. Because that would be that a That would have been a smarter a move. I could have done that. Well, you might as oh, well, no. because most children's vitamins are filled with five grams of sugar and contribute to Disgusting. a of health issues. Ew, gross. Hi, fills the common gaps in modern children's diets to provide the full body nourishment our kids need with a yummy taste they love. Formulated with the help of nutritional experts, Hayas pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins Ooh. and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, 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 B12. That one came out. That was wrestling here for vitamin B12. Vitamin D, B12. That's why this is all this is the Folate, vitamin C. <laughs> it's vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, non-GMO, everything else. Would that you, you say that this product is a hunk of hunk of burden love? It's designed for kids two and up and sent straight to your door so parents have one less thing to worry about. They taste good, even though I don't take I don't take them. They also have a new kids probiotic and nighttime essentials. We've worked out a special deal with Haya. For their best-selling yeah. children's vitamin, receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to hayahealth.com slash daddies. Steel is not available on their regular website. This is a special Secret URL. You understand? Steel is oh, one man. for the money and two for the great vitamins you're getting. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H, hayahealth.com slash daddies, and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. No, a bit much. Pull back. Doc, come sit. 
she ushers you into the room. It's very like <laughs> scarfy. <laughs> <laughs> she has a lot of, you know, things that a voice coach would have. We have like a little phonograph. We have our many pots of various liquids for gargling and spitting and drinking and staying hydrated because it's important. You hear somebody walking past your room towards the dining room. Good for them. <laughs> <laughs> Dot, I need you to use this. Let the drama in. Hold it deep. Let it power your voice. And, you know, talking right. Hold the drama. Hold the drama. I mean, the feeling I have now is, mm -hmm. is not unlike when, you know, the sisters used to hit me with their canes. I, I guess I could draw on that. Excellent. Yes, use it. So what do you think I should do? M murder someone else? Uh, uh, well, uh... Mm. <laughs> Not yes. that I murdered the no, first person. Of course not. <laughs> good save. Porter Cole puts his head and goes, good save. <laughs> Thank you, Porter. Let's not kill anyone. The studio might have... Well, honestly, if you did, the studio wouldn't have any trouble with that at all, frankly. <laughs> Actually, so, yes. come to mention it, the script I am currently rehearsing Excellent. now uh, has me as the perpetrator of a <laughs> heinous murder. <laughs> perpetrator. You, you hear somebody coming back from the dining room, past your cabin again. What is this, a thoroughfare? I thought I had a <laughs> private cabin. Dot, <laughs> I want you. To enter every situation you're in with poise, I want you to breathe deeply before you open your mouth and say anything to anyone ever under any circumstances. Breathe deeply. Breathe deeply. Practice by saying, of course not, officer. Dot lights a prescription cigarette, takes a deep inhale. <laughs> of course, officer. <laughs> of course <laughs> not, <laughs> officer. Of course not, Officer. Better. When you speak, I want you to imagine you're blowing a smoke ring from your prescription cigarette. Of course not, officer. Deep inhale. Mm -hmm. Of course not, officer. Much better. And this is why smoking is good for you. <laughs> All right. I owe you a dear gratitude, Belinda. I think we're making real progress. How close are we to the next night? Some people still have some stuff they want to do. Well, so you solved the murder. Well, I mean, besides <laughs> <laughs> so Currently, you two are in Jules Asner's cabin, if there's anything you want to do. Yeah, I think Barb, she's got to prove herself to the detectives. So. Earn that ass compliment. <laughs> yeah, yeah she's got to earn it. So I think she's just going to go right into the luggage car and start looking for clues, because she wants to, like, really help this investigation as best she can. Okay, as you enter the luggage car, you see... Sledge, his arms are stretching upwards. Oh, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> what? Where is he from? What? Where I'm is from he the street. From? from the street. From the street. Obviously. Yeah. Oh, hello. Hi. Uh, Barbara Boopsy. I don't think we've had the pleasure of meeting yet. Oh, hi. And you are? I'm Sledge. Sledge. Great. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing down here? Oh, just. It's um, just luggage, me and the dog. Yeah, just checking on my luggage, too, because oh. everybody's luggage. Okay, is... I can get it. For... Where's the luggage? Oh, it's just that big trunk over there, but it, that's... It's... I start carrying it to you. He's like, here, just... <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Uh, yeah, thank you. Just this spot is per right. perfect for you it. You leave now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just wanted to let you know, Um, it seemed like, I don't know, it seemed like you're maybe from the streets, and like... Oh, yeah. I just wanted you to know that, like, I don't really like to talk about it, but like, I kind of do have, like, a background in um, <clears throat> bootlegging. Uh, it was, like, a big thing that used to happen that, like, mm -hmm. doesn't happen anymore. Um, So I just wanted to let you know, even though, like, I am from a pretty important detecting family... <laughs> Like, uh, if you need anything, or if you need someone to get you anything. I mean, you know, it's you pretty just... easy to get alcohol now. Well, yeah, that was... <laughs> 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 it's, I, I know, it's, um... <laughs> 
there's still st- other stuff. There's like other stuff. I don't okay. know if you're familiar with um, the potato control legislation that was just passed in this year of 1935. Yeah, it's like the government is like getting in our pockets now because basically they're con- saying that people can't buy potatoes anymore. So like Outrage. they're g- going to become like as valuable as alcohol was in the prohibition. I'm pretty sure. So um, if you needed any potatoes, if you needed someone to find um, potatoes for you. You, you or- know what? Yeah. Actually, yeah. Could you go get me potatoes? That'd be great. Yeah, Barb opens her trunk and pulls oh, out potatoes. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> These are Yukon Golds. Okay. They're incredible. Buttery flavor, very low starch value. I just take I just start biting it. I just eat it like a... It's pretty good potato. I need to so, get potatoes this good on the it's street. It's real. Yeah. It's yeah. real. It's a Yukon potato. It licks his fucking lip. She turns the trunk around. It's full of potatoes. She's like, there's more where that came from. Oh, That's all I'm saying. Okay. I, I see, uh, first, I see if Asa wants to eat the potato. Does my dog eat the potato? Yeah, dogs eat potatoes. Oh. Dogs eat <laughs> if right. only potatoes yeah, were well, fatal. I appreciate dogs. that. Are they fatal? You know, you seem like you seem like a nice guy. Potatoes aren't fatal dogs. Do it. What? Without, don't feed your it should dogs. Should be baked to, or boiled. Yeah, don't, don't like, feed potatoes to dogs. Okay, so Asa doesn't eat you it. You can cook them, and don't. No, have... he'll eat it. It's a dog. It's, oh. I'm just saying, if you're a responsible dog owner, you wouldn't do that. It's but you wouldn't they don't know. You're from the street. You're <laughs> from the street. street. Dogs don't eat potatoes. It's, it's not healthy for them. Do you know? You try to kill my dog. Uh, well, I mean, you were the one who fed the potato to it, Fair but enough. neither here nor there. Um, I just let to let you know that that, that okay. first potato is on the house. Oh, um, and okay. if you you know needed anything else, you can just uh, let me know. Uh, I don't. But thank you, and you seem like a nice lady. Um, just leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Leaves the room, goes back to the sleeping What a great scene. Oh my God. <laughs> Anything anybody else would like to do while the lights are still on? Straighten. Yes. You want to do anything while the lights are still on? You know, maybe <laughs> you and I should seize the moment and investigate some of these rooms. Here's what I'm thinking. Why don't we gather everybody together? I'll tell them a thrilling tale from one of my postal service inspection adventures <laughs> of two-fisted daring dudes thwarting mail fraud criminals, and, and you can I'll snoop ask the rooms. The questions. Uh, you can snoop the rooms, and we'll see if we can find any clues that way. While everyone's in the cabin, they won't know that you're snooping through the rooms. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Is there a loud speaker system on this? Uh, this blimp? I'm a pretty loud speaker. I could just yell down the hall. Oh, you kill me. <laughs> uh, maybe. 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 Barb Maybe. comes back in and it's just like, oh, hey, guys. Barb. Barb. What do you need? Oh, I was just done in that room. But no, you're right. I shouldn't just like hang out with you guys. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm thinking. So she just goes <laughs> that's out the such other an door. interesting scent you're wearing, Barb. It smells vaguely of my home in Idaho. Oh, really? <laughs> do you have any friends in Idaho? <laughs> I think I know where you're going with this. Um, I could potentially talk to some people in Idaho if I knew that they weren't going to get in trouble with the law. Hmm, interesting. Maybe I'll have a tall tater tale to tell you later about that. In the meantime, could you help us round everybody up here and maybe let them know that Straight Narrow is going to be telling one of his two-fisted pulp tales of male fraud adventure? Yeah. And uh, I'm ready to regale everyone with one of those. You got it. So she first just pops her head back into the luggage car and is like, hey, uh, I'm eating so many potatoes. (laughs) 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 I I will pay for this. I'm so sorry. Barb double checks the lock on her trunk. And it's like, uh, no, no, that's cool. Uh, they, they just like wanted everybody in here okay. real quick. So if you like, just wanted to come in here real quick. I'm really ashamed of what I just did. 
<laughs> I'm really sorry. It's okay. I didn't grow up with a lot of food, and if I see food, I just eat it. Oh, yeah. Because I'm from the streets. <laughs> Vortical pokes his head in and says, I've told the captain to, ass-, and then at that moment, hey, everyone, uh, one of the detective people who might be a detective has summoned you to the dining room to explain some stuff, I guess. So if you want to hear two-fisted tales of Postal Service stuff, that's something like you can do. clearly reading from a note. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a note <laughs> that was Two-fisted tales of Postal. Postal. <laughs> Barb's like, oh, yeah, that's basically what okay. I was just about to tell you. But um, You can um, punch me if you want. You just get a free one right here. No, uh, Barb feels bad. She doesn't actually. Punch me. She's never made a friend, and she's like, really, this no. is the first person she's oh, had a connection Jesus. with. So she's like, no, no, I could, you know what, have as many potatoes as you want. It's really fine, honestly. Like, I'm just like putting potatoes in my shirt right now. Yeah, no, that's okay. fine. They're, they're going to go bad soon. I just, after the bootlegging thing fell apart, I, I put all my money into potatoes, and <laughs> oh. I don't even know if this potato control legislation is going to be as dramatic as people say it's going to be. So maybe <laughs> if you could maybe just help me off these potatoes, I'd split the profits with you. Do they have potatoes in Greece? Anytime you want to, you can head into the dining car. <laughs> I right. don't know, but I know there's a German on the ship, and I know they like potatoes, so maybe we can okay. go that direction. Now, let's go to the dining car. As she walks away, I look down, and after's like, hey, pup, I think I might have just found our mom. I roll. <laughs> 17. You definitely hear that. You 1,000% hear Once that. Once again, Barb doesn't get a lot of attention, so she's like, oh. <laughs> like straightens out her little suit a little bit So Barb, as you head back into the dining car, you see that straight and arrow's there, standing, sort of waiting for everybody to come in so you can start telling you stories. The German is sitting there reading from a, what's a fun German book? Kafka. He's reading Kafka. Yeah, that's a fun that's a fun one. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun it's one. Also, it's definitely not time appropriate, He's I like, think. He's like, this is so Kafka-esque. It might yeah. be one, it's probably one of the more fun German books. Yeah. Are not this guy's a roach? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be mean. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Who else is going to show up for the Tales of Daring Do? I would venture that Dot and Belinda have headed over. Scarves just blowing in the breeze behind them. Oh, yeah, I definitely hooked you up with two scarves. Yes, yes. Yeah. Must protect the throat yes. at all times. Yes. And when we go in and I see that it's this guy again. Please have a seat, ladies. I'd be very offended if you didn't sit and listen to me read one of my thrilling tales. Belinda's like, of course. There's a bit of romance in there as well. Just oh, so, no. in case that's something that interests, you know, you of the female persuasion. It isn't. I've written these stories. <laughs> I, if any of you know an editor or a publisher that would like to publish my memoirs, I've taken some liberties with them, but I'd say they're a hoot. Oh, I'm mm. sure we You brought don't. your whole bosom, but you'll only need the part that you clutch. <laughs> <laughs> so, Belinda, like, ushers Dodd to a chair in these and she's like, Repeat the final word he says every time with the support and gusto that it requires. You can learn something from a blow hard like this. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. So while Straighten has everybody, I'm going to go, like, detect. <laughs> <laughs> I love the confidence. <laughs> The Improvisation Award 2023! Elizabeth Day! Oh, I was just happy to be here! Okay, so so fucking, so fucking, so fucking House is like, I'm gonna go do what I do best. And then, you know, goes out the door and then comes back in the door like, detect. (laughs) 
So what are you going to do in your detection? I'm going to go snoop through people's luggage, I guess. So you're going to the luggage room? Sure, yeah, I'll do that. Okay, all the luggage is locked. Except for the potatoes now. <laughs> Except for the potato thing, which is open. There's a lot of potatoes there. Hmm. Oh, my secrets. They all have one bite of them. <laughs> no! If you want to roll to search the luggage room itself, feel free. That's a six. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to help you on that one then. Roll to remember which one belongs to whom, because you saw everybody as they were... Seven. Yeah, no idea. Oh, that's a one. That's not, literally a one. Yeah, not a clue. In fact, you've forgotten who was even on the ship. House is like, Wilson, I wish you were here with me. You were always the one that did all of the detecting. I just asked the questions. But I'm left with the biggest question of all. What happened to you? <laughs> Who killed you? Was it lupus? Who changed my life? <laughs> I guess I'll go investigate another room. <laughs> Whose room would you like to investigate? I'll go to the other sleeping car. So this is the sleeping car where I'm sleeping, but I'm not there currently. So the right. Dot Brady and Barb Boopsy and <laughs> Sledge Valet. No, Sledge Valet's not in there. Yeah, So there are two sleeping cars. The one that we've been doing most of the action in so far has Billy Millions, Belinda Nightingale, Straight and Arrow, Jules Asner in it. And the other one, the one that you're currently going to now, has House MD, Barbara Boopsy. It has an empty room that was for Sledge, but Sledge just decided to go into the luggage car. And then uh, one for Dot. Oh, um, Straighten is reading from his book, right. Security Comes with the Stamp, Two-Fisted Tales of Postal Service Adventures, Chapter 1. If Al Capone had mailed his books, I would have caught him. So, Barb, <laughs> you can see that in the dining car, Straight and Arrow is here, Belinda and Dot are here doing their voice work, Sledge has come in, and you know that House MD is going to go check out the other sleep cars. So, so Beth, the only person that's unaccounted for essentially is Billy Millions, right? Billy is, uh, is missing. Okay. You're missing. No, so what missing. would you I'm like? In my room. <laughs> who would you like to investigate, Beth? Which room? <laughs> I'm going to go into Dot Brady's room. All right, Dot, what does she find? She finds just like piles and piles of scripts for movies that Dot's not even in. And they've all been like underlined into certain places, question marks over just above words, simple mm. words, three-letter words. <laughs> <laughs> House is like, oh, Wilson, if only you were here with me to read these to me. God knows I can't. And uh, there is one letter that it looks like it has a broken wax seal from, you would recognize it as the emblem of a studio, a big Hollywood mm. picture studio, and it's been addressed to Dot. And so that's uh, there. And then just cartons and cartons of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> that I'll say prescription. Prescription. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, there's a little RX and then the snake wrapped around. Breathe your best cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, all you find in that room. Broken seal, huh? And it's got the little MGM lion. <laughs> I wonder if my detective partner, Straight and Arrow, would... Um, <laughs> Wherever she is, a tear, single tear. I find this interesting. Because I don't. <laughs> All right, anything else you would like to do? Should I go to a different room? I don't want to monopolize too much of... I don't well, want to monopolize... You're the detective. You're the detective, Beth. You get okay. to. 
You can also do this. Maybe I made a terrible <laughs> Maybe I should have been the killer. Yeah. Either Barb or House can, yeah, can do Barb whatever you like. brought Sledge into the dining yeah. car and then has listened to a couple chapters probably so far. Of- chapter three. Yeah. What if John Dillinger wrote a bad check and sent it to someone? Someone. How I would have busted him. Busted him. I think Barb's so in the- <laughs> 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 Oh, that's the perfect amount of time for me to forget. (laughs) (laughs) In the sleeping cars, there are separate compartments. It's not like dorm style. No, separate compartments for each of the the people. So Beth is in the one at three o'clock. You're in the sleeping car at nine o'clock. Yes, I'm going to just bust on into Billy's room. Okay, so in Billy's room, what do you see and what do you hear? Billy's room is fairly simply adorned, but there's lots of like his suits are everywhere. He's got really expensive looking luggage hanging up. And you hear him in the bathroom, you know, the shower is on. He's like, oh, hello, is anyone there? No, 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 no. Who's there? Oh, hello. What are you doing in here? I just, honestly, just checking to make sure you haven't gotten murdered yet. I'm taking a shower. Can't you hear that? Okay, cool. I'll just leave then. And Barb opens the door and shuts it again, but stays in the room. Dad, then there were none as Matt Arnold as Sledge Valet, Anthony Birch as our DM, Will Campos as Straight and Arrow, Riley Rose Critchlow as Barbara Bootsy, Beth May as House MD, Amanda Shuckman as Belinda Nightingale, Elise Willems as Dorothy Dot, Brady and myself, Freddie Wong as Billy Millions, Brian Fernandez as our content producer, Ashley Nicolette as our community manager, Courtney Terry as our community coordinator, Esther Ellis as our lead editor, Travis Reeves provides additional editing, and Robin Rapp as our transcriber. Thanks to our Patreon supporters for supporting the show, making this little mini series possible, as well as all the other bonus mini series possible. By the way, right now on the Patreon is the first show from the Doer Dice Live tour we did a couple months back on the west coast it's the seattle show video and audio available on patreon so head on over to patreon.com slash dungeons and dads to check that out you can also get the rest of dad then there were none as well as ad free episodes our after show discord access bonus content much much more check out patreon.com slash dungeons and dads to support this podcast directly thank you so much for listening we'll be back to our usual season two shenanigans next episode and that's coming at you november 7th so we will see you then